Hello and welcome to the listening podcast from Liquid Cinema. These are quarantine stories. In the first season of the podcast, we sat down together with friends in different creative fields and talked about their lives and their experiences and their methods. Now with the country and in fact the world in quarantine and in lockdown, we've decided to let some of our friends send us messages from wherever they are. I'm here in Los Angeles, and today's podcast is a little different. Instead of somebody from a purely creative field, we got a note from a ER nurse in Anchorage, Alaska, Carrie Lavallee. Carrie moved from the U.S. mainland, California, where she had worked in the military as a translator and then eventually as a trauma nurse and then took a job in Anchorage at a native hospital and it's cold, it's dark, and she had a story to tell. So here is the listening podcast quarantine story from Anchorage, Alaska. It's approaching 5.30 on a Thursday night. The fish sticks are in the toaster oven, a pot of coffee is ready to go, and I'm getting ready for another 12-hour shift in the emergency department. My name is Carrie, and I'm a nurse who works in that emergency department. My patient population is predominantly Alaskan natives, and my hospital serves as the primary hub for the entire state's native population. Alaska is the largest state in the entire union, and spread across Alaska is over 200 predominantly native and incredibly remote communities. These are communities that in the 1918 um, flu pandemic, more people died per capita in this state than almost anywhere else in the world. And especially for us, it is a priority to protect those communities because we have the opportunity to prevent this from happening again. I am mired every day in statistics of what's happening across the country and around the world. And here in Alaska, I feel like I'm a million miles away, not just geographically, but as a nurse, we're not seeing what they're seeing in New York City, and it kills me that I can't do anything for them. This is how I felt when I was in the Army as an Arabic translator, and I got to do my job with headphones in the safety of a refrigerated truck, whereas I had friends who were on the front lines and friends who no longer are are with us, but I have to hold on to knowing I'm doing what I am trained to do. And even though it's not going to change the world, I hope that what I'm doing is going to change my state and my patient population. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to Alaska now that we live in a world where a roll of toilet paper evidently is worth more than a barrel of oil and our state's economy is contingent upon oil and upon tourism, which doesn't exist at this moment in time. In 2018, we had a 7.2 earthquake that turned our world upside down. And we got through, we got through better and stronger. And I wish that I could see all the signs everywhere that people have posted that say Alaska strong. I see that and I hope for that. But for me, as much as I, I really despise cliches. For me, it's just one shift at a time. And that's how I'm, I'm getting through. 
I'm thinking of the rest of you down there in the lower 48, and I know that what's happening in your own household, in your own community, every place is unique, and we're all doing the best that we can where we are. And in the same way that there's so much poetry and literature and music that talks about the moon and how when you look at the moon, you know there are billions of other people who are looking at the same moon. And that's almost how I feel about this. We're looking at the same thing, just in a different place. And that's what binds us together. Good morning from a trauma room here in Anchorage, Alaska. My name is Carrie. I'm with Jake, another nurse, and Callie. And Jake, I want to start with you. I know with your father and being sick, if this were just regular time, you'd be able to leave Alaska and go home to Mexico. And I want you to talk a little bit about what it's been like with your father. It's been uh, very stressful, um, not knowing, uh, not being able to be there for my family, mm-hmm. be there for him, be there for the support, fly in to see him, see how he's doing, so on and so forth, has played a lot on my mind. I did get not great news, but good news from a biopsy that we had, but we're still having to watch him for cancer and stuff. And it's still very stressful knowing that we're still having travel restrictions and stuff like that going on. It's been very, very, very stressful. I, I, haven't, I have not enjoyed this at all. Do you think being in this with all of us together, the fact that we all <laughs> can't see our family, especially being healthcare providers, is even more restrictions? Um, we have a doctor here tonight, actually, who's staying in patient housing. Yeah. And we have another doctor who's living in a trailer on um, our house. Does that help you knowing that we're all in it together? Absolutely. Yeah. Th- that's uh, one thing that I do know that I'm not the only one that has issues, mm-hmm. uh, personal issues that are is being affected by this as well. I'm, I know I'm not the only one. So yeah, I know I know that we have a lot of uh, things as healthcare workers, as in like we're away from our families, we're out on the front lines helping people. Well, I appreciate Jake and I love you. And I want to thank you for, for showing up, even though I know you'd rather be with your family right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Callie, I want you to talk to me about Hi. this wedding that you should have had. <laughs> Not necessarily a wedding, but just um, preparations towards a wedding and how much this is going to affect not just the next four months of my life, but the next year of my life and just moving forward with my life. Um, But like you said, we're all in this together. It's just not me. It's not you. It's not Jake. It's all of us and us just kind of putting our lives on hold. That's the weirdest thing is like, I've never had to have my life on hold. I'm an ER nurse, like everything is so fast paced for us. And now we're just kind of like waiting and we're on hold and we don't know when we can actually see our actual family, even though you guys are all my family. And when we can actually move on with just things outside of work. I feel like in the last month or two months, everything has been just centered around work and this virus and what's changing for work and how we're going to have to change our home life for work. And, um, well, I, last month, three weeks ago, I had to be quarantined. So I was living separate from someone that I live with. And it's just a weird part of our life and a weird, just nobody knows what's going on. It's odd. I could never experience this. No. And Um, As you know, I was an Arabic translator in the army and during 9-11, and even then, I didn't feel the sense of isolation or I knew the world was never going to be the same, but we were all in it together. And this feels 
nothing like that sense we're all scared even those of us who are experts right. who are in the know do you feel that way as well that we're in the same boat as our patients it's not like a patient with a heart attack or a stroke we are the subject matter experts we can take care of you we know what to do the whole difference is nobody really knows this is so new we know what to do with strokes we know what to do with heart patients we know what to do with even death and dying right. and cancer and how to traumas how to help with it yeah and how to cope with it this is just like completely different because it's just new there's no book there's no science behind it there's no yet remember when they changed the storage of our ppe <laughs> and when that when that went down one of the doctors actually cried it was that fear of, of oh my god we're all going to get COVID. because remember when they when they threw away our ppe because we, they realized we weren't storing it right in order to yeah. reuse it we needed to change and i just kept i actually almost cried because i thought oh my gosh my n95s i'll never have another one again yeah. um and i've had the conversation with my girlfriend at home she's a nurse too and we've had the conversation do we be a hero what if and when time comes if we don't have pp do we be a hero do we choose to do that do we choose to come to work without that like those are things those i are never things thought i would have to exactly. ask myself i didn't either. have her have to think myself uh, especially myself in nurse in the well. u.s we know we have a co-worker on day shift who decided to not work here anymore instead of bringing it home to her family so it's you're right th this is a serious decision but um i'm glad that i have you and i could not have done any of this without any yeah, that's yeah, one thing I, I, I do. Same. I do go home, and I'm always just like, God, I love where I work. I love my coworkers because we're all still here smiling, and we're like, okay, we're we're gonna do this. Okay, now you're gonna make me cry. It's not about my PPE. <laughs> I got goosebumps. Since we've been on lockdown and here in the ER, we've had to change everything we think and we know about practicing. So far, what has been the most difficult? adjustment for you the amount of just stress that i felt like i and my colleagues were undertaking with the unknown factor um uh, having daily changes in updates coming from the cdc trickling down through management and us expecting to change our practice after enforcing specific standards and then boom um, just having having to change these things with no one to talk to uh, it's it's really hard like with the stress that I, I've been undertaking I feel like there's no support system um, for example as a trauma nurse like, they, they like us to maybe debrief after a trauma, for instance, but, you know, we're dealing with a different type of stress um, in the ER, concerned about bringing whatever we might, we might catch here home to our family, um, and then also trying to ju juggle relationships, um, the amount of stress and, and burden, you know, our friends and our loved ones are dealing with and, and their concerns from a lack of, of knowledge and the 
getting information from unreliable uh, resources. My my biggest struggle is just coming into work and just having this tremendous amount of of just stress with no one to talk to. Occasionally, you know, we'll have the ignorant patient and ignorant comment of, uh, you know, this is your career, this is what you should expect. And, and it's not that case. We, as ER nurses, you know, we don't go into the ER expecting or accepting that we're gonna be assaulted and spit on and cussed at and belittled. So I'd say stress, it's been a tremendous burden up here as well as dealing with the cold and the snow and, and the darkness. And then just as it starts getting warmer, and when I say warmer into the 40s or high 30s, then this happens. And so we've kind of been inside all winter or the amount of activities have maybe been reduced and then this happens and we're stuck inside. That was Carrie Lavalie, an ER nurse in Anchorage, Alaska, and how she's coping up there along with her team. And I have to say, what they do is unbelievable and incredible, and they're doing the best they can under the most trying of circumstances. So my utter thanks and respect to Carrie and her team, and for that matter, to every first responder, every healthcare provider working with an overburdened system with poor organization from the top down, doing the best they can and helping all of us through one of the most difficult experiences we've ever gone through in this generation. Thanks for listening and there will be more. You can find us at liquidcinema.com podcast and you can get links to all of our other episodes from this season and the prior season and I hope you'll check us all out. You can find us wherever fine podcasts come from. Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, at ListeningPod. We're also on Twitter, at Listening underscore Pod. Thanks again. My name is Jeff Rona. On behalf of everyone at Liquid Cinema and producing this podcast, thanks again. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're safe. I hope you're finding your own ways to cope with all of this. It's going to be a little while longer. So share this podcast, if you would, with your friends who you think would enjoy it. Reach out to us. Maybe you'd like to share a story with us. Contact us and we'll tell you what to do or just send something to us through our website. Thanks again. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands.